If you think you're not afraid of the dark. If you think you have a strong stomach. If you feel nothing can shock you. If you believe you've seen everything. If you say you don't scare easily. What are they? Yes, yes, yes. We're back. Mike Rips, the Ranchless, transmitting from the loft in Brooklyn. How y'all doing? How y'all feeling out there? How you doing? How you been? Did you miss me? I missed you. But uh, yeah, we're back. Another installment, another week, another dollar, another day, another 10 cents, as they say. So yeah, we're up here. What are you guys doing? I'm recording this on Friday. As you know, Thursday's the regular day, but last night... uh, I was chilling. Actually, I wanted to listen to my boy DJ Enigma's radio show on WXCI.org because he had my friend Hall Digg, a rapper from out there in uh, Danbury, Connecticut. He had him up there and did the, like, you know, the interview and the show. So it was cool, and I wanted to listen to it. And, of course, I had a drink or two. So I didn't want to just jump on this thing and be like, uh, uh, you, you guys have heard those episodes. There's, there's the 46th. I mean, there's a few in there where it's like, whoa, what was he doing? He's doing a little too much of that. But anyway, so as I said, please subscribe on iTunes. Please rate and review. Let me know what you think. Tell somebody about it if you like it. I have, uh, I talk a lot of shit about what we're going to do, is what's coming up and shit, and everything like that. But um, there's a surprise that might happen in the next few days on Durantulus. And uh, I'm not going to say anything, it'll just pop up in the feed. Hopefully, it happens. I'm. Pretty sure it will. And if it does happen, it'll start a new thing, and we'll see where that goes. But anyway, uh, also, Mint Condition Special Edition is out. It's available on um, Bandcamp. It's going to be available everywhere after this weekend. I keep saying that, but this weekend it really is, finally. Uh, It's going to be on everything iTunes, Amazon Music, uh, what's it called, Spotify, all that. Sludge City, new Sludge City Kids LP, Filthy Rich, Mike Rips, Babbles, Science Ninja Team, Chaos, uh, Vast there, who else, Avarice, Madheads on that shit. That one drops, uh, that's out, that's out everywhere already, that's on the Spotify and the iTunes and everywhere like that. So check both those out. More videos on the way. Also a new weekly thing we're going to be doing soon that's going to be on YouTube. It's like videos, but I don't want to give any away any details till it's about to come out. But be on the lookout. That should come within the next month. So you should be able to get, as far as weekly content uh, that involves me, it'll be this podcast still and this new thing we're going to be doing on YouTube that I don't want to give up too much information about. But be on the lookout because it's all coming soon. So... 
Technology's a motherfucker, speaking of all that, you know. This week, I literally almost got fucking scammed by scammers. This is how fucking gullible I am. So, this one guy calls me while I'm at work. And I never answer these fucked up numbers, but I did this time like an idiot. Every now and then I do them like, oh, maybe it's important for some reason. I'm never fucking answering one again. And if for some stupid reason, oh, I'm cursing the motherfucker out. So I, it was what I usually do. I start screaming at them off the rip and telling them I'm going to call the FBI on them if they contact me again. But I don't know, because the way this guy said it, the way he addressed it, and he was so ominous, and he was like, you have someone in your computer. They made it sound like they were almost cops, and I had some kind of bad material from the internet, like, or something. Somehow, they got me, whatever. He called me, I was at work. He was like, oh, I'll call you at five. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I didn't think about it. I went home and did my usual thing in the afternoon. I was writing. I was working deep in the office. So fucking... I didn't see my phone ring, and they called like four times, and I'm like, what the fuck? So then I'm doing something else later on, and they call again, so I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? So I answer it, and then this guy is being obnoxious and like can't tell me. I'm like, dude, what? I don't understand what's going on. What are you, are you selling something? And he wouldn't get to the point. Finally, after three people, after first two people, and they're trying to explain to me what's going on, I'm like, dude, I don't know shit about computers, you stupid fucks. I'm a stupid fuck. Let's fucking, let's get aware. I was like, dude, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're showing me or telling me. So I went on and on with the first guy, and to the point where I'm screaming at him, and then they put another guy on the phone who's the IT manager, another fucking dude, and same thing. And then I get to a point with him where it's the same shit. He's trying to explain the things to me that I have no idea. I don't understand coding or programming when it comes to computers and the internet. So... This guy, I can't go over my garbage can while I say this, how fucking crazy I'm going. This guy, he, him and me are going back and forth. And then at one point, I'm like, how do I know you didn't go on my computer and put this fucking virus in there? It's you guys. And then he started freaking out. Oh, you're saying that I, did, I didn't do nothing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I don't know you. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So then he puts his boss on the phone. So then we're going, going, going. And then this guy's like, oh, your computer's going to crash. Your computer's going to crash. And I'm like, dude, I don't, how do I know you guys didn't do this shit? So it ended up being, at the end, I'm like, what is the point? Are you with the cops? Are you with the... I mean, maybe maybe I was fucking high or something, and I was like, uh, you know, I heard... I was paranoid. I don't know. I don't know what was going through my head. But anyway, at the end of it, he was, I was like, are you selling something? He's like, yeah, it's one ninety nine. He's like, we're not selling something, but it's a one ninety nine installment fee. I'm like, dude, oh my God, fuck off. So... We uh, went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was insane. They called me again the next day. I was so tempted to answer and go nuts and fight with them because I'm like, I did research and I know you're a fucking scammer, you piece of shit. But it's my fault for being so stupid to let them trick me. But again, I'm gullible. I really am when it comes to some of this shit. I got to be honest. It's one of my faults for sure. And that's like, well, what is the difference? It's like uh, scammers are like a more evolved version of internet trolls. It's like an internet troll who actually has balls to go out and do something with their talent of hacking or whatever the fuck they do. Like, and now I'm starting to get a little bit. Like, I've had a many before in the past. And I used to fight with people a little bit. I've only had a few that I fought with. I mean, I wish I was bigger enough where I could fight with a million, you know? I wish I had that many people hating on my shit because that would mean I'm doing something right. It's out there. I mean, think about someone like 6ix9ine who, like, I mean, I don't really like his shit, but think mad people hate him bad, but then, like, he's huge, too, so I, I don't know. I agree with Charlemagne on this, uh, and I've, you know, I've definitely criticized Charlemagne on this podcast, and I, I, I've been, I was a fan of him for, like, a long time. I still watch the Breakfast Club interviews. I don't listen every day on the radio, but I watch their interviews still often on YouTube, but he said a rule of 10, and I strongly agree with this. I don't know if he made this up or he got it from somebody else, where... Ten people. Three people are going to hate you. Three people are going to love you. 
And four people are really not going to give a fuck either way. Meaning they could even be like a casual fan. Maybe they'll go to a show with their friend. Maybe they'll download your one song of yours because their friend put that loved you put you onto that. Something like that. You know what I mean? But these internet trolls are everywhere. And I'm sending some like positive and negative feedback. It's just so weird for me. I don't understand the culture because I don't come from that pathology at all. Like I said, I think once or twice dudes were dissing me and I started fighting back with them online and talking shit. Like, And it's happened a lot. And people have told me I'm whack. I've, I've experienced all. I got a bad review in Vice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which was cool because I was in Vice, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care if I was on a list of, like, worst albums of 2013, I think, and uh, Kanye was on there, Talib Kweli was on there, Mastodon was on there. So I was like, oh, I, I ain't shit, you know? Like, I nobody fucking knows me, but I was up there with all those fucking heavy hitters, so cool. But it also got a bad review, like, in there. So I don't know, you know, I still, I don't give a fuck. Vice is, they're... Uh, I watch the show every night. I definitely will admit that. I watch Vice News tonight, every Monday through Thursday. But, I mean, it's not, like, uh, legit, in my opinion, a lot of the things they report. They leave things out. Like, most, like, the left and the right, they both do it. It's endless. You know, what are you going to do? Endless, like, uh, Mike Francesa's career now. Like, we're going to see the return of the WFAN, uh, Lord God. Sorry, guys, I got to open the door. This is some candid shit. Maybe you're going to hear the fan blow, but it's so goddamn hot right now. It's like 80, it was like 90-something degrees. I'm melting in this motherfucker. But Mike Frances is back. He said he was never coming back, and he was done. Oh, no, 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 I'm done, I'm done. But of course he wasn't done. He's back now. And it's definitely an influence of mine. And anyone who does any kind of talk, radio or whatever, all this shit's derivative of talk radio. Which, when you think about it, is really fascinating because, like, the podcast revolution. This like idea of talking on a radio, this has existed and lasted and been stood strong through every new form of media and it reinvented itself with new media. Think about cable news. Think about fucking uh, like podcasts, of course, or YouTube, all this shit. You know, it's actually fascinating. It started, I would like to, I should have pulled it up the first time someone was like talking on a radio and like, you know, it became talk radio and shit, news radio or whatever. It's fascinating. But Frances is back. Back at the van. It's weird. I'm not used to the timing at all. I'm sure I'll get used to it. Where he used to be on from 1 to 6.30. He's on from fucking... Uh, which he's the only dude doing it that long. Which was awesome. Like, that's sick. Mad hours. A lot of people be like, Oh, he fucking... He fucking had more commercials than anyone. And he also... He used to replay uh, the interviews at the end of the show. But whatever. Still, regardless. It's like five and a half hours or five hours every day. He's in the studio, he's just chilling and getting ready for the next segment when the commercials are playing, you know what I mean? But God bless, Mike is back. It's fun, you know, CMB, everyone's like a total disaster. They seem to be getting their, they need, seem to be getting their bearings now, though, because now the pressure's off. And they're going to do good now, I think, honestly. And I think it's going to work. But we all got to get used to this new weird Mike schedule where 3 p.m., it's just odd. It doesn't feel right. But uh, nothing feels right because it's funny. Um, my family, my parents, actually, we're all, you know, moved on. We're all older. I'm 35. My brother's 31. My youngest cousin, Sarah, on this side of the family, she's 24, 23 now. She's 24, 25. I don't even know. Um, fucking, she's 23. Fucking, uh, uh, what's it called? We are there. My parents are moving down to Texas. It's just so funny to me because last year around May was our wedding. So it's like this May, May being busy seems to be inevitable. Or it's like the powder keg of the end of 
whatever was building up during the winter that you didn't get done. Like, we just got our fucking tax money back, and I just paid off the fucking state of New York, which is insane. But they don't give a fuck here. I tell you. But yeah, they're moving. My dad's out of his goddamn mind. He's off the wall. He's losing it. And uh, I gotta help him pack. I'm gonna be back and forth between Connecticut and the city for the next fucking at least two to three weeks. I'm getting a physical on May 19th as well. So, uh, you know, that's the 19th. So I'm going to be in Connecticut back and forth on Saturday, every Saturday for the next three weeks. So, hey, anybody wants to, that's listening wants to meet up, you know, I'll be around. Any, but I'll be in Stanford more, but I'm going to be in Danbury at least once and get up with Richie and see what's popping. But, you know, as they move to Texas, I love Texas. I don't, maybe I would move there. I don't know. I don't know. I, at the moment, no. And if I did, I would move to, like, Deep Ellum area of Dallas. Not even Austin. I I like Austin. But I've never experienced Austin as an adult. I went there as a kid. But, um, I've been to Houston. I've been, I lived in Arlington for four years when I was young, when I was an adolescent from third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade I did in Texas and Arlington. And it's fun. It's a cool place. It's dope. It's pretty metropolitan, you know, It's like, but it's suburbs. It's cool. It's not comparable almost to anything around here because you think, like, Connecticut or Long Island or Westchester it doesn't look like that. It's not like that. It's so not comparable. But we'll be down there in Dallas, so, you know, I'll be listening to more southern hip-hop. You know, we're going to go more Gucci Mane, T.I., Fucking Scarface, Ludacris, all those cats, uh, trap shit, uh, Travis Scott, you know what I mean? We'll go down that path, I don't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, the other night I had some trap shit on while uh, Brenda and I were cooking dinner, and fucking we were just like bugging, dancing, and, and like it was just, Brenda was fucking with me, mocking the shit, and she's dancing, but unfortunately she had a knife in her hand, and she's doing like, you know, the two chains dance, the up and down shit, you know what I mean, where your hands are just like bobbing, and Throw them bows. That's Luda. You know what I mean? It was like that. But it's like, baby, put the fucking knife down. You're about to stab yourself in the throat. And she's like, I'm about to stab myself in the throat because we're listening to this. That's that's the issue here. You know what I mean? So, what are you going to do? I, I don't fucking know. Like I said, when they move to Dallas, I'll be listening to more Southern hip hop, doing that 2 chains dance. Hopefully not stabbing each other in the throat or ourselves and doing the Romeo and Juliet afterwards. Because that's probably what would happen inevitably. But a bunch of shit's going on in fucking the NBA Finals. And the most interesting two things, though, because it's the two franchises that I actually follow. And I have, like, you know, apps and all that shit. First, the New York Knicks hired David Fisdale as the coach. I will see what happens. Everybody wanted Mark Jackson. I've been talking to everybody all day. Everyone's like, oh, Mark Jackson. Mark. Everybody was saying it. It's so funny. It's like, it's so funny. Did they not hire him because of the shit? I mean, everybody's heard it. It's let's like, get the fucking elephant out of the room where I guess he he's Christian and he's for traditional marriage, I guess, and things like that. I don't know. Uh, you know, fucking, but I guess that's why they, apparently, I've heard, that's why they fired him from the Golden State Warriors, that was an issue, he used to have, like, prayer meetings, I think, and again, it's New York, it's very liberal here, and they're very against all that shit, so maybe that played a role, which is fucked up in the case, because everyone wanted Mark Jackson, who gives a fuck? If you don't like it, just ignore it. And if you really don't like it, fucking debate him about it, and tell him you're an atheist, and you, this is why you disagree. And then, you know... There's factual statements and then there's not. 
And I prefer to say agree to disagree because sometimes you just can't get through to people and I'd rather just be the nice guy about it and say what because I, I, you're never going to change somebody's mind especially if they're very partisan that's just how it goes you're not and usually they know more than me because I kind of don't give a fuck you know what I'm saying I just sit here I just listen and take in things <coughs> and then see what happens you know but yeah the Knicks hired Fisdale there was a report in the, the New York Post I think where they said oh they hired him because they want LeBron to go there it's a fucking joke. Speaking of LeBron, he fucking destroyed the Raptors last night. I have it because I had the shit prepared for yesterday. I'm looking at the scores from the other day, from yesterday, and uh, the Cavs destroyed him last night. I don't get LeBron fighting. He's just like he wants to be the best player, the coach, the general manager. He wants to do everything. He, he should own the Cavaliers when it's all said and done. He better. But I want the fucking finals to be uh, the Utah Jazz versus the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors are definitely not making it. But now we're seeing Boston. They won again. Let me see if I can... I can't even... Ref- oh, wait, maybe. Let's see. Uh, hold up, guys. Please bear with me. Fucking bear grills. Oh, here we go. Here we go. One, one... Okay. Tomorrow, yeah, two Oh, Boston. What the fuck? Trust the process. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, guys. I'm losing it. 2-0. Cavs Monday. <clears throat> you know, we'll see what happens with this shit, but... The most important thing is the Fizdale to the um, Knicks. Now, my other franchise that I give a shit about that's fucking uh, horrible <laughs> the last two games is a goddamn embarrassment where fucking um, the Mets yesterday lost to the Braves 11-0. Fucking uh, um, tonight they're playing the Rockies at 7-10 at City Field, of course. Uh, they're 17 and 12. They're still way over 500, but they're behind Atlanta. Atlanta's fucking good. And that's who just beat them. And uh, DeGrom was injured on uh, what day was it? It was fucking Tuesday or Wednesday. It was the afternoon game. I think it was Wednesday. <clears throat> DeGrom got injured and shit. But now they're saying it's not that bad. Hold on. I got that pulled up here. Hold up, guys. Yeah, DeGrom MRI shows no structural damage to elbow. So that's cool. DeGrom's good. But today, the big news is fucking uh, Harvey. They released Harvey, or Harvey, some weird shit happened, okay? After a bad week for Mets, who went to bad pitch, blah, blah, blah. Matt Harvey booed again at City Field. Harvey part ways. Mets and Matt Harvey part ways. He did. <clears throat> they asked him to go down, and he got mad and said no. And why doesn't he Matt Harvey for assignment? And then he says no. Well, you know, Harvey's done. And it's funny. He's from, He was like the fucking, everyone was obsessed with him, like, in t- 2013, probably. The World Series was 15. Like, uh, and he's from Connecticut, and he was, a, you know, somewhat local guy, because he was from, like, the Willimantic or something, like, or over there, Groton, that area, by the naval bases and shit, and everyone loved him, the Dark Knight, and he, of course, got too big for his own persona, and then one story that really stuck with me that's horrible, and I'm about to shit on the dude, and it's just, this is such a bad story, <clears throat> he, there's a thing where he didn't really chill with the um, players, in the locker room and shit like that. And he would chill with all, like, Wall Street dudes, like Jordan Belfort, like, you know, but they're in, like, 30-year-olds or whatever. Like, not Jordan Belfort now, but Jordan Belfort in the fucking movie. And he would chill with all those kind of cats and not the players on the team. It's like, what kind of fucking douchebag do you got to be for that? Seriously, I'm sorry. And he's a Connecticut guy moving to New York, so I obviously, we had, so we loved the fucking guy. I didn't like that thing that happened in the World Series where Sandy, uh, not Sandy, what's his name? Terry Collins let him stay in and that, that inning and blah, blah, blah. We all know how it goes. They fucking lose the Royals. 
And it is what it is. But MLB is very interesting. The Yankees are killing it. They're just racking them up. Racking them up. Three out of four from the fucking Houston. They're playing at 705 Cleveland Indians, who are not bad, but Yank 21 to 10 Yankees, they're going to be a juggernaut. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, but I was going to go through the standings, but let's just move on because last weekend we saw the Miracle Man, Danny Jacobs, Daniel Jacobs doing his motherfucking thing against a tough opponent, I thought. And it was, uh, he said, a tough customer. Everyone kept saying that. Sulecki, he was from Poland. Good fighter. He was good, and Danny definitely, they mixed it up. It was a good fight. I watched the whole thing. I didn't hear the ending, uh, you know, him talking, but I'd assume he called out Charlo because they had some kind of altercation. Jamal Charlo, 160 pound. Also, Triple G rematch is still in the in the midst, which GGG is fighting this other guy this weekend in, in place of Canelo. <clears throat> we'll see what happens with that. I'm going to watch that this weekend, but it's definitely, you know, let down from what it was supposed to be. It's Cinco de Mayo, literally. Also, Kentucky Derby this weekend on Cinco de Mayo. But back to Danny Jacobs. It was a good fight with this Sulecki guy. On the undercard, you had Jarrell Miller versus uh, this guy. It's a French guy. Johan Duopa. And this dude was tougher than I thought he'd be. But Big Baby, it's like, oh, my God. I watched it with my dad. He was shitting on these motherfuckers. Earlier heavyweight fight in the night was Brian Jennings versus that dude from Illinois, from the Chicago area, I'm assuming. And uh, what's it, maybe St. Louis, I don't know. And that was a decent fight. That was way early on that ESPN card with Magdaleno. But it was there was so many fights last weekend. But Danny Jacobs shit looks good. Let's see him versus Charlo. Uh, Triple G, I'd assume he's going to beat this guy on fucking uh, Saturday. And let's at least see him first, Billy Joe Saunders, because I don't think this uh, Canelo thing's ever going to happen. Jarrell Miller's definitely in the mix, even though he doesn't look great. I, he'd lose badly, I think, to Wilder or fucking Joshua or Tyson Fury. Maybe even Dillian White. I don't, I don't know. Dillian White's a better fighter. I don't know. I love Big Baby because he's from Brooklyn, though. So we'll see what the fuck happens. I, I really don't know, guys. Um... Also, on a side note that's happening in the boxing world on fucking uh, the day where Triple G fights and the Kentucky Derby, which I watch those the three big races every year. Sometimes I watch some of, what's it called, Saratoga or whatever, some of the random shits that are on MSG and shit like that. But the three main races I watch every year that would make the Triple Crown, which is the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and Belmont. And Kentucky Derby is on... Um, this Saturday, and I love it because it's almost like a bourbon holiday, too. I also, on a side note, saw a fucking article talking about bourbon, uh, New York bourbon or is nick- nipping at Kentucky's heels. Give me a fucking break, you shithead. No fucking way in hell. Like this, The New York shit is horrible, honestly. And the only time I drink the bullshit is when I go to some really pretentious bar that's around this fucking place, and they serve only the New York shit. It's really fucking annoying, guys. It tastes like shit. All right, now... This weekend, besides Triple G versus the stand-in for Canelo, Morazai or Mokarazai, whatever his fucking name is, you're going to have uh, the rematch of Tony Bellow versus David Hay. Bellow versus Hay, too. And the press conference again got heated. Last time, one of them threw a table or some shit at the other guy. It was fucking crazy. I have some experience with that, as I referenced a while ago on this fucking podcast. So, uh, Bellow versus Hay, too, is going to be in the UK. It's a mega fight. There's definitely pay-per-view there. And uh, we'll see what these guys do. The first one is more like a brawl, like a, you know, not not skilled boxing, I'll say. But we'll see what happens. I'm excited for that one. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Also coming up in the next, we got uh, Lomachenko versus Linares. I think that's the following weekend, isn't it? There's so much shit. 
There's so many fights going on coming up. Saddam Ali versus Liam Smith. That's a good fucking fight on Showtime. Is that Showbox? I don't know. It's on HBO. At the Verona spot. Lomachenko. That's on a... Oh, no. They're all... Oh, ESPN. Linares and Lomachenko's on ESPN. Um... But there's a ton of fights, and I'll be talking about all these shit. Spence is fighting in Texas. Terrence Crawford is fighting. What's his name soon? Adonis Steve- uh, the Jeff Horn. Adonis Stevenson is fighting Badu Jack soon. There's just a lot of shit. It's cool because all the like once NBA is done, it's just going to be boxing in MLB baseball season for me at least. Maybe some of the golf shit still. I'll fuck with that. I watched the Masters this year. I know that's the big, that's the pussiest statement I've ever said in my life. But you got to do what you got to do. Now, the album that I want to talk to y'all about that I listened to this week was Miles Davis, Jack Johnson. Normally on the podcast, I do a hip-hop album, sometimes new, sometimes old. I do uh, like punk or metal, hard rock album. I believe the only other time are usually old for that shit, but sometimes I'll do a new one of that too. But, uh, like, uh, I've done one other jazz album. It was uh, Gabor Zabo, Jazz Raga. This Miles Davis, Jack Johnson is one of my favorite uh, jazz albums that I've heard so far. I'm just starting to get into jazz deep, like Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Walter Bishop Jr., Bob James. Uh, of course, Roy Ayers is one of my absolute favorites. Some of his shit, I don't know if you really would call it jazz, but, you know, regardless, this Miles Davis, Bitches Brew is one of my favorite albums of all time. This this almost I like better now. This Jack Johnson is definitely more rock influenced than some of his other shit, or at least at this time period, I think he was experimenting more with rock, which I believe bitch. This follows Bitches Brew actually, but Miles is the shit, and you know who's even more the shit is the guy this is named after, Jack Johnson, the boxer, Jack Johnson, also known as the Galveston Giant. He's uh, definitely an American hero to me because he was heavyweight champion in 1915. And if you go through this dude's history, think about that. A huge black dude from fucking Houston, Texas at the time. In 1915, his parents were slaves and they were freed. And um, I believe his dad became a janitor. They're only one generation, not even, removed from slavery. And fucking he became an international superstar at that time when the entire United States was as racist as can be. And some of the, it's insane to see and hear and read some of the fucking LA Times articles about him shitting on him. It's, ins- it's complete racist, insane. Like, it's so interesting. And it's LA Times. But anyway, if you're very interested in Jack Johnson, of course there's a movie of him about the legendary fight. It's 1914. July 4th, I think, 1914. Jim Jeffries versus Jack Johnson. Which everyone, Jim Jeffries was the heavyweight champion, and he said he was never going to fight a black guy, a black champion. Everyone wanted Jack Johnson to basically beat up everybody, all the white champions. There's a long build-up to this, and if you want to know more about this, I strongly recommend a podcast series from this dude, Daniele Bellelli, who's like a historian, a professor, and a martial artist. He's fucking dope. His podcasts are great. Similar to Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. Same idea. But Daniele Bellelli is from Italy, so he's got a bit of a different style. It's dope. He has a three-part series all about the history of Jack Johnson's life, and it's so stunningly fascinating what this guy experienced, what he went through. And at the end of this Miles Davis album, it's like, 
it's t- I I it, I hope it's Jack. I don't mean a recording at some point. He's like he says like oh, I'm Jack Johnson. He was like I'm black and they wouldn't let me forget it. He's like I'm black and I know it. He's like I'm black and they wouldn't let me forget it or something like that. I don't know if it's actually him or somebody you know doing an actor thing. I hope it's him. But uh, he's an American hero. If you do any research about this dude, and he like escaped, he had bounced from the country at some point. You got it would be an absolutely fascinating like three and a half hour movie that should be made. I'm I'm sure it's got to be out there. There's a movie with James. I meant to say this before. There's a movie with James Earl Jones about the Jim Jeffries fight called The Great White Hope, I believe. And that's uh, you know a very famous film. But they need to make just a biopic about Jack Johnson, and it would slay. Nowadays, it would be huge. It would be like Black Panther. If you got the right, th- that would be be awesome for like F-, F. Gary Gray to do. And some people might shit on me for saying that, like he's not a good director. Straight Outta Compton's fucking great. Friday is fucking brilliant. Um, that last Fast and the Furious he did, I liked. Fuck off. I'm sorry. That's just maybe I'm a fucking idiot. And I, I mean, maybe it's Jesus Christ. We know the answer to that. The cover of this album is amazing. There's, like, mad different covers, but the original one is, like, in one of the cars, because Jack Johnson loved fast cars. Interesting story about how he was speeding past a cop, and back then they used to give you a ticket, and you could just pay the ticket on the spot, and Jack Johnson speeds past a cop, and I don't know where it was, Arkansas or somewhere crazy like that, and in this was in, whatever, 1912 or some shit. And... It was 50 bucks or some shit. So the cop gives him the ticket for 50 bucks, give me 50 bucks. And then Jack Johnson hands him 100. And the cop's like, why are you giving me 100? It's 50. And Jack Johnson's like, yeah, I know. But I'm going to drive back here at the same speed and I'm just giving you an extra 50 now. And it's one of the most legendary stories about him. Apparently, it's totally true, too. And Dan Carlin talked about this story and Daniele Bellelli spoke about the story. And it's cool for to be passed down, passed down, passed down. But definitely look into Jack Johnson. He's amazing. He's an American hero. Now, Finally, the movie I wanted to go over was something I watched in the big screen, but it's from 1986. It is Jim Henson's masterpiece, Labyrinth. This movie means a lot to me, and I've watched it probably, realistically, I've watched it 200 times in my life. I saw it when I was young. If it came out in 86, I would have been like three. I was born in December 82, so it's like, if it came out in 86... Uh, yeah, it would have been three or whatever. So I probably saw it right when it came on VHS or whatever. Because I've this has been with me since I can remember. And I love this goddamn movie. It's interesting because The Dark Crystal was before this. Another, It was a complete puppet movie. Of course, you know, Labyrinth has Jennifer Conley in it before she was famous as her first thing. And David Bowie, of course, he was extremely a superstar to the highest order at this point. And Bowie, uh, they... From what I understand, because I saw Dark Crystal on the big screen at the Avon Theater in Stanford. If anybody's ever in Connecticut, by the way, check out Avon Theater. Specifically, check out Cult Classic. They used to do it on Thursdays at uh, 9 p.m. I think they do it maybe a little earlier. They still do it. And that place is amazing. It's an art house theater. It's a gem. It's a diamond in the rough. It's awesome. It's one of the best places in Connecticut. But I watched many cult films on the big screen there. Uh, So... I saw Dark Crystal at Avon, and some of the puppeteers and dudes who designed the puppets were there that worked with Jim Henson closely, and they had all the drawings. It was insane. Some of it's posted on my Instagram a long time ago, um, 
like the puppets, some of the puppets and some of the drawings of the fraggles and all that kind of shit. But this dude said, because Dark Crystal did not perform well at the box office, they were forced to do a movie kind of more like Labyrinth, which they were already planning on. I don't know if they plan to have these two humans in it the way they do. But they did, and I think it works brilliantly. Unfortunately, it did not perform well at the box office. And from what I read and said that Jim Henson was really upset about it. Which makes me really upset because he's one of my fucking heroes, to be honest with you. And to see Bowie now, after he's passed, he's one of my fucking heroes, too. It's just like, uh, we're losing everybody. But what do you do? That's the order of life. And I believe in some form of an afterlife on some level, so I believe they're still with us in some way. Especially someone who's creative, who left art for us to enjoy. And I didn't mean to go there with this shit, but uh, Labyrinth on the big screen was amazing. There was a few times where I noticed... Uh, Bowie, like, different his face and weird parts of it, you know what I mean? Like, in the background or carved in stones that I didn't see in the past. Regardless if it was a box office success, which it wasn't, and Jim was torn up about it, and I feel bad. But all the Muppets movies did good, but I guess he felt like he saw something in these movies, like Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, these puppet movies that were adult, you know, more than... Uh, the Muppet shit, which the Muppet, the Muppet Take Manhattan and shit, that is more adult humor, and not adult, but not completely family kid shit. Lucas, George Lucas attached himself to this as well. I, I would be remiss if I did not bring that up. Uh, of course, Han Solo is coming out of the Solo movie. I haven't seen Infinity War yet either, by the way. I'm going to see it on Saturday. But uh, regardless... Labyrinth, when it came out, had mixed reviews, but it's grown to be what they call a cult classic. I, I almost don't consider this a cult classic. It definitely has a cult following. And when I do the Comic-Cons, I see people dressed up as Jareth, the Goblin King, Bowie's character. It's funny when they put the jock strap so he has the bulge, which it's funny. As you're a kid, it was like, shit, the bulge was like huge. Now it's like tiny, seeing it even on the big screen. It's like, God damn it, Bowie, what the fuck? But if you haven't seen Labyrinth, which I can't imagine you haven't. Please check it out. And if you haven't listened to Miles Davis, Jack Johnson, or if you haven't listened to Miles Davis in general, please look into his catalog, especially from this time period, the late 60s into the mid-70s. It's absolutely brilliant music. And I'm fascinated with it. Everything else, guys, the NBA Finals are popping. There's going to be some fights. Let's go. Love y'all. Peace.